change can come in many forms. Sometimes change is good. Sometimes change is bad. But what I experienced in my life, change is good. Because if you don't adapt, you perish. Everybody welcome the new co-host of Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. Give it up for... What's going on, everybody? If you didn't already know, now you do. Introducing the newest co-host, Dafila, Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. I am Rick Flex, and it's time to talk sports. Woo! What's good? How y'all doing this evening? Welcome back to the Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. It's your boy, The Dunn, alongside with my new co-host, Rick Flex. What's good with you? Woo! What's good? What's going on, baby? Glad to be on here. I'm glad, man. Look, change is, you know, some people say look at change as bad, but sometimes change is good. So, hey... Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast, we're going to keep on rolling on the road to 1K. That's what we're going to do. You know, change is good for the best. And we also got our guest um, with us tonight. He's also Georgia Sports Hospitality Media on Josh Bowling. What's good with you? Hey, guys. How are you guys doing tonight? We're doing good, man. I'm, I'm excited about that match last night, though, that we won. So yeah, it was it was pretty good. Definitely, definitely the best possible start I think we could have gotten off to under a under a new coach. Exactly. All right. If y'all new to the channel, y'all know y'all already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. All right. It's free. We ain't charging y'all anything. Also, share this content out with other Atlanta sports fanatics and tell them to subscribe to our channel. Also, hit that like button. Share and also hit us up in the comment section. As always. Come holla at your hometown sports podcast. All right. Also, follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at FLIA underscore SP. Also, follow us on Facebook, FILA 
Sports Podcast. And then also follow us. You know, if you don't want to hear watch the video on YouTube, we want you to. But you just want to check the audio out because we understand you might want to listen to it on your way to work in the morning or, you know, you're doing chores around the house or whatnot. We also on Apple Podcasts and we also on Spotify. So let's get to the show. Um, this week, let's look at the Atlanta Dream. This uh, week, they played D.C. and they lost that game 98-91. Um, Friday, Los Angeles. And... Yeah, we lost that game, ninety three to eighty five. It's it's just been rough for the uh, for the Atlanta Dream. Hopefully they can start um, about winning some games. Show also some today, effort. what'd you say? Got to show some effort. Yeah, they got to show effort. Today we pulled out a win though. <laughs> That's the hook. We pulled out a win today. We won against Minnesota, seventy eight to seventy five. It did look ugly in the beginning. But they came back and they won. Um, so, um, what's going on with college, uh, Flex? Yeah, so as you guys know, um, they went ahead and put out the, the schedule uh, for the SEC last week. Um, so the Dogs, um, they got some tough games. Um, everybody already knows the games. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the dynamic goes with uh, the way it's going to be for home field advantage um, as opposed to having a sold-out, you know, Bryant-Denny Stadium. You might have 19,000, 25,000 people. So when the Dawgs go travel to Alabama, how much of a home field advantage does Bama really have? So I think Georgia's got a good shot to get an early victory. Um, but, yeah, looking at some early sports betting lines for everybody out there that, you know, everybody loves sports, they like to bet on. Um They've actually got the dogs at uh, over under at eight, eight and a half wins. So that'd be putting them around eight and two, maybe nine and one if you're on the over. Uh, but the game to look out for for me is, is definitely going to be that Auburn game. Auburn always gives them a fight. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. But, yeah, Georgia's got all the tools to make a run and, and end this streak and, and bring a championship home to, uh, to Athens. And with Tech. We'll see what happened with Tech this year. I really feel like they're going to approve, tremendously improve this year. Yeah, their um, recruiting trail's on fire. Exactly. Like I've been telling people, don't sleep on Collins. Do not sleep on Collins. This man, he knows football. Hey, don't sleep on if they would have played Georgia. I mean, they, that would have been a fight. Oh, yeah. They don't. They ain't forget about what happened last year. No, <laughs> what no, Pickens did, did. To, that, uh, to, to that boy. Oh, yeah. It got, it got scrappy. Yes. Um, let's talk about the Falcons. The team signed uh Kajun Armstrong, uh offensive tackle. We get look, we fortifying these trenches for Matt Ryan and our run game. So I I like the signing. We also brought back Luke Stoker and Scotty uh Luke Stoker and we also signed Scott, Scotty Deal. Some more news came out of um training camp. Um pretty much all eyes on tack right now. Yeah. Um with I guess because he didn't get his fifth year option, so he's saying he's feel more he's feel more motivated to play better. And like, hey, I'm like, hey, if it if it took you, if they, <laughs> if they had to take taking away your fifth year option for you to get serious, hey, <laughs> I know Josh, you well, shaking your head. What you what you got to say, Josh? 
it's just it's frustrating man you know especially after kind of how things turned out with with Vic Beasley and and losing him and and really only getting that one good year out of him and then you know we get Tack and he's he's super energetic at the beginning a lot of potential with him and it just feels like we just haven't hit on these defensive linemen outside of Grady Jarrett of course but it's just it's just disappointing and you're right if if not getting your option uh, picked up for your fifth year is going to motivate you to play well, then that kind of sucks to hear because, like, what have you been doing the last four years? So, and I know he's had his fair share of injuries and all that, but outside of that, it just it just hasn't been there. So, yeah, it's just been disappointing. I know a lot of people upset because he didn't get his fifty option, but some people, well, he's his fifty option. All right, I get it, but you got to understand the order, like. Vic Beasley was drafted in 2015, and he was also they were, Vic Beasley was also Thomas Dimitrov and Dan Quinn's first first round pick. All right, so it was a no brainer. He NFL sack leader. He was All Pro 2016 and Pro Bowler. Like it's a no brainer. You bring him back, and then you got to think about what happened last year. Who do who else did we bring in as pass rushers? We didn't bring anybody in. We didn't have the money, so we gave that 12.5 mil that fifth year option. It's not a new contract. Once again, I've been telling people this to Vic Beasley. All right. He did better last year, but he didn't get double digit sacks. So we moved on from him. But the Falcons, what they did, they learned they learned from that mistake what they did with Vic Beasley. Not only Vic Beasley, but Keanu Neal, because we also gave Keanu Neal his fifth year option as well. And Keanu Neal missed two seasons straight. So you look at Tat McKinley, he has the same issues that both Keanu Neal and Vic Beasley have. He underperformed and he's been injured. So why would you give him a fifth year option? Yeah. It, I'm, yeah. I, I just don't understand why a lot of people upset about that. Like, you know, it's business. It's nothing personal. It's just business. You learn from your mistakes. You don't repeat your same mistakes. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head though. I mean, if, if, Matt Ryan is going to have a chance to win a championship, which, you know, he's well-deserving of. It's going to be in the trenches. That's where championships are won. You know, won. They, they've got to get it in the trenches, period, if they're, if they're going to bring one home. Exactly. You're right. And one player I know a lot of people have been talking about, Terrell, the rookies, um, Lindstrom, Gary. One player y'all need to watch out for is Steven Means. I'm going to do some film study on him these next couple of weeks. I'm not saying he's going to come out there and, like, get double-digit sacks or anything like that, but I think he's going to be highly serviceable for this team. So, we missed him last year because he was, he was injured. So He's very fundamentally sound, so, yeah, I'm good there. Exactly. All right, Hawks. Um, we did a show last Thursday. Hawks will pick sixth in the 2020 draft. Uh, <laughs> Travis Snake, he said that he he plans on picking the best player available if they decide to, if they decide to stick at number six. But we know how Slinky is, man. This man a magician. <laughs> we don't know what he going to do. He might end up trading it. We may end up – you never know. But for all the people out there saying trade our six overall pick and John Collins to Minnesota, come on now. We're not doing that. Stop Stop with that. We're not We're not trading John Collins for a, a, a rookie who's not even proven. And we just – if we're doing that, we, we might as well trade away Trey Young and restart everything all over again. But that's what yeah, you're asking for. Like, yeah, we're young enough. We need some veteran presence in there on defense. Exactly. We just need to stick with our core, what we have now, and let them grow together. Agreed. All right. 
Uh, what's going on in the Braves country? Yeah, so uh, a pretty solid week. Um, this past week they uh, took down – well, they went 1-1 one one against the uh, the Nats. We obviously saw that that one game got rained out and they had a day off. But a uh, 7-6 win um, with Swanson, uh, walk-off homer. The quote-unquote, you know, never quit under snits, been fully activated, as you guys already know. Um, Tuesday we did have a tough loss. Um, we lost that game uh, eight to five. Tyler Madsen came out of the pen, gave up a four spot, kind of blew that one for us. So that was the first tough blow to our bullpen, which has been our strength all year long um, so far since all our core pitching's pretty much down. Um, we've got a fifth of it left with Max. You know, is the the only one left. Um, Philly, um, obviously everybody knows if they're watching, you know, any sports on ESPN, they're on right now, so they're still in a battle. But Friday they held their own. Um, big nights from uh, Marcelo Zuna um, and Travis Darno. They combined for seven RBIs as they blew out the Phillies 11 to two. And then if anybody watched last night, uh, in awesome fashion, Duvall walked us off again. So uh, fun times. Um, I caught the heart attack braze. You know what I mean. So I feel like if I got to take you know a little bit of Pepto Bismol before every game, if I'm gonna get through it. But. Uh, did some numbers and looked at some things, and they're kind of surprising. The Braves are fifth in batting average. They're sixth in runs and slugging. So the additions of Ozuna, you know, has really paid off, uh, as well as Travis. Uh, Travis, I know, is actually leading the league as far as catchers go. Dude's batting three thirty nine, four bombs, and 17 RBIs. So, uh, and as we talked, uh, you had me on the show a, little, a while ago. Um, Dan's be still hot. Yes. Coming in the night, the guy's been slashing – 306 with uh, three home runs. And before uh, I turned it off, he'd already hit two two doubles. So, you know, kind of like, a, as uh, they say, an in and out, you know, a double night, a double burger. So uh, I look forward to the Braves. If they can uh, – Alex Anthopoulos is a little bit kind of like select. We'll see what he's got up his sleeve come trade deadline. We know it's different this year. It's going to sneak up on us. And the thing is, guys, with it being only 60 games, there's going to be so many teams that are still in this hunt that they might not want to give up their potential – um, so it might be difficult for him to make a move. So I would look for the Braves to turn to that Ian Anderson type of rookie and that and definitely uh, try to stretch them out. You know, if it's a short season, give them the opportunity to to thrive, you know, um, and learn. Because if not, these bullpen games just aren't going to keep working out in our favor. That's why I'm trying to figure out why they called up Ian. Ian is now and never for him, man. Yeah. Send him up. I mean, it's not often you kind of televise a – a scrimmage a squad scrimmage so uh for them to have him on there the dude had i think i know 10 10 to 12 k's um he gave up one one uh one solo shot but why do you televise that pregame if you're if you're either sh- they're either showcasing or, or getting the fans ready because you, you don't do that so very intrigued we have a game coming up no starter announced on tuesday versus the yankees um tukey came out of the bullpen tonight um he's already went uh, I'm not sure how many pitches, but obviously he's not going to be starting on Tuesday. So maybe we get a surprise on Tuesday. You know, uh, look forward to that game. Always look forward to beating the Yankees, and uh, maybe we can get Ian out there on the mound. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let me go in the chat real quick. JF, what's good, man? What's with the emojis? Talk to me. Z, what's good, man? Um, Julian, Cynical Peach. Hey, if y'all haven't followed um, Cynical Peach, follow him, man. Also, subscribe to his channel. Uh, he he's with G- Georgia Sports Hospitality and Media, and he cover he talks about the Braves. He's also if you went to Georgia State or if you love Georgia State basketball or football, he covers all that. So hit that subscribe button for him as well. 
He said even if Tech has a big season, the Falcons should still tread lightly on signing him to a deal. I agree. I no agree. Like, I don't – my ideal for a pass rusher, if you're going to play Tech, you have him outside linebacker. But the problem with him is – he doesn't know how to. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to run. His run defense is terrible, and on top of that, I haven't seen him cover any tight ends. So it's kind of difficult. You just signing a player, just you know, a one trick pony, just to rush the passer to all, to a lot of money. So I'm I'm good on that. That's just my opinion. Agreed. Well, uh, Sean Gomes, what's good, man? He said, "Who who you think we need to draft in the NBA?" I like the Okoro guy. So from Auburn. So I I'm good. That's the person I'm looking at right now. But we're gonna be doing our um we're gonna be doing a lot of film, watching some of these basketball prospects. So just stay tuned to that. Me and uh Devontae and some other guys as well. So just stay tuned, Sean. Z, he said, How do you feel about the possibility of the Charlotte Hornets getting LaMelo ball? Hey, they get him. That's fine. You know. <laughs> I think y'all need a LaMelo ball. Y'all need some type of energy into that uh, franchise y'all have out there in Charlotte. So, I'm just saying. Well, um, I think a lot today, obviously, if anybody watched any game, uh, you know, with Luka hitting that, that dagger, um, a lot of flat came back. And it's like everybody forgot Trey Young, how good the guy is. So, exactly. uh, I kind of had to log off Twitter for a little bit because uh, I was tired of hearing the, the heat that they were trying to bring. Yeah, you know, get my boy Trey. You know what I mean? Defend him. Yeah, they talking about some. Yeah, I remember they saying we should never trade it for, for Trey. I'm like, okay, look, y'all, chess, not checkers. And Luca's gonna peak real early in his career, so just watch. I prom, I promise you, like four or five years from now, he's not gonna be the same basketball player that he is. Might now. Not, he might not even be healthy. He might not stay healthy. You know, I mean, yeah. Like he's been playing basketball, pro basketball for like what four or five years before he came over here. So right. all right. Um Cynical Peach said I, I like to see the Braves get uh Cito. Hey, whoever we can get, man, that'd be good. Uh JL yeah, said there's a lot of pitchers on the market. There's a lot of starting pitchers on the market, but like I said, it's gonna be tough that with the expansion you got eight teams getting into the playoffs, you know. There's a lot of teams that play in 500 baseball. They're in the playoffs right now if it started. So that's the problem with free agency this year because I'm with you, Cynical. I want to get somebody too. I mean, we've got to, you know, either get somebody or bring somebody up. Exactly. Obviously, Max, you can't win every game. And if we only win one out of five games, obviously ain't going to happen, you know. So something will happen. They'll make a move. Uh, more than likely, like I said, um, I think they'll bring somebody up, one of the young guns. We've got three or four down there. So that's what I think they'll do. All right, um, JF, he said, it's just I don't know how I feel without coach here. Hey, man, the show's still going to go on, man. We Look, we still going to get y'all, we're going to inform y'all, we're going to educate y'all, and we're going to entertain y'all the same way. All right, I promise you, just just stay stay loyal to us, man, and we're going to stay loyal to you. And we're going to we always going to do the show, the format's still going to stay the same, man. I promise you. It's just things will get better. I promise you that because you guys deserve better. We're going to work harder for you guys. We're going to work harder for our hometown supporters, our hometown uh, followers. So, yeah, you got to stay tuned, man. And, you know, like like Don said, stay tuned. Stay with us. Stay with me. 
Uh, like I said, I, I breed sports. I, I breed Atlanta. And, you know, this, like I said, this is my hometown, you know, and I'm going to do everything I can to bring y'all quality entertainment as well. So uh, just stay tuned and enjoy the, the new journey we're about to bring you guys on. Exactly. More news coming out the pipe from Fila Sports. Just just stay tuned. And he said, besides that, if we call up Ian now, we lose a year of not having to pay him. That, that's already passed. Yeah. That's already went by. Yeah, they, yeah, with that – yeah, I, I get tired of hearing that. Um, you know, they all teams do it. It started, well, when I remember with, with Chris Bryant a few years back. Um, that's already passed, though. If you looked it up, they call him now and it'd be fine. So that's why I'm pretty sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him on Tuesday. Just just be – stay tuned Tuesday. Uh, if we see if we don't see him Tuesday, then they, they might not. But uh, I, I think Tuesday is going to be the day they pull the trigger on him. They got to. And he also said on the NBA draft with our pick, I want us to pick up Deny Average. The guy from the hey, place yeah, we speaking of guy too. The uh, yeah, the Israel guy. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 nice. He's good, but you just got to think about it. Coro and then the, the player from Iowa State. Those are your two best players as far as defense wise go. We need defenders, man. Yeah, that's what we need. I you know he sounds good. You know, but we really need need some nasty players that's gonna you know get rebounds and pose a will on the other team. So yeah, like I said, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not destined. I'm not destined to look for the sexy pick. You know, it's it's who's gonna be the the best profile, the most pro ready. You know, that's what's most important. Who's the most pro ready right now? So exactly. All right, now on to the main attraction for the show, Atlanta United. Yesterday they had a match. In Mercedes-Benz Stadium, with a capacity of seventy-five thousand, watching at home, <laughs> probably more than that. Um, I wish it, I wish people was there, man. It's just it's not the same with uh, seventeen screaming from the top of their lungs. But we won that match two to nil. Now, question I got to ask you, Josh: What with all the cards yesterday? Yesterday's match, man. The referees were tripping hard. Yeah, it was it was very very inconsistent. I thought, and there was just a lot of things that ref was not calling that he should have been calling. And I mean, I I don't want to say it is what it is, but it, it kind of is. MLS is still like a young league, and frankly, the refs are are probably one of the things holding the league back from growing a little bit more. So hopefully, it gets better over the next few years, but. Yeah, it's just it was just one of those matches last night with the refereeing. Thank, thankfully, it didn't affect the outcome, or else that just would have been awful. But oh, man. yeah, man, it just it is what it is sometimes. Exactly. And pity, 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 pity. Two he's goals. Unleashed. He got unleashed. Finally, he's 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 feeling that uh, that post breakup glow after uh, getting getting the boar fired. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to bring that. that was our next uh, topic. Because <laughs> a lot of people talk about us. Well, it took Frank the boy for him to, uh, it, it took us firing Frank the boy for him to wake up. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you know, to be fair, he, he played, you know, the positioning on the field, I don't think was that different last night. He's played that left wing position under DeBoer. I, I think the main difference is the overall goal of the team. Because mm-hmm. Glassy and the players all week, you know, they've been saying, we want to be more attacking. We want to be going after it all the time. We want to go for these goals. And you just didn't really hear that from the players under the board. He was very, 
defensively oriented, which makes sense. I mean, he played as a defender his entire career, so that's what he's going to know best. So I understand that side of things. But, you know, I, I think with Glass and, and PT, you know, it was, it was hey, I'm going to let you do your thing. You roam around the field. You get in the spots you want to be in. You you be yourself. Whereas under DeBoer, it was like, I need you to be in this spot at this time. I need you to do this. And he just was given what felt like free reign for him to, uh, you know, be that player we've all wanted him to be this whole time. So hopefully there's more of that going forward. But like, I, like I've been trying to tell people with DeBoer, that European style of football <laughs> is not how, you know, it's good. But MLS, they are changing to that Latin American style. Every pretty much every team now is looking at Latin America, getting their players, getting their coaches, you know, having that identity to play that style of football. Versus, you know, now if it was back in nineteen ninety nine or two thousand two, yeah, the MLS at that time they was playing that European style of uh, football, but they don't do that anymore. Even when we had Tata, we was playing that Latin American style football. When F. Frank DeBoer came in, he wanted his own style. Yeah, we were still winning because we had the talent on the on the on you know on the field. But it's just the wheels came off in the tournament. Which, to be honest, which I really didn't care about. It was just a glorified scrimmage. Like you know. I don't know if y'all ever played soccer before, you know, peewee soccer. You just meet up and you just play this uh, tournament for that day. and Everybody get trophies and chips and Oreos. Yeah, that's how I felt it was. Like, if it, if you're not playing for MLS Cup or US Open Cup, it really doesn't matter to me. That's just my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, to go back to the, you know, talking about the whole European versus Latin American style of things, you know, I, I – I, Personally, I think the Europeans' culture and that and their style of football, soccer, whatever you know, I, I think they can. I think it can work in this league. But with the players that Atlanta has, there's just too much of that clash between how the coach wants to do things and how the players want to do things. If if the makeup of the team itself, you know, if we had more European-based players. And if our most important players weren't Latin American, then I don't think it would have been as much of an issue as it was. But when you got guys like Joseph, who is the heart and soul of the team and of the city at times, and guys like LGP and Barco and PT that are integral parts of the team, you know, it's not that you have to cater to them necessarily, but you have to be on the same page as them. And it never felt like DeBoer was ever on the same page with the players, especially PT. So it's it's good to see some happiness again he lo- he looks happy and you know, all the pictures that have been posted by land and i don't know if that's been done on purpose if the social media team is like trying to push that narrative a little bit or if he is just genuinely happier but uh you know hopefully they get it right with the next coach that they get that south american culture because that was such a i think it was a more important part to the team than anybody really realized after tata left yeah i agree all right this next question when is damn plan when they gonna end up put put him in the um in the match starting? I I hope we get to see him on Wednesday night. They're gonna be playing Miami down on the road. I think it's eight p.m. I want to say. I hope we get to see him. You know, he's still such a new player, and I I'm thinking that I, I saw that he's not quite integrated with the, the tactics and the stuff they're trying to do on the field. He's just not 
adjust that he hasn't been with the team long enough. And I'm wondering if because because Glass changed the formation they were using on the field. So I'm wondering if that factors into it as well. They just need a little more time for the entire team to get used to what they're doing going forward. So that's why it's taken damn a little bit to get in there. So I, I think we might I don't think he'll start on Wednesday night, but maybe he'll come off the bench. Yes. He might start Sunday, I think is the next game after that. Or Saturday against Orlando. Um you know, I think we might see him start that game. He's going to have to play at some point, though, because with all these games as compressed as they are, with how many games they're going to be playing in the next couple of weeks, they're going to have to rotate a lot at a lot of positions. So he'll definitely come in handy. I think it'll be sooner rather than later. I'm, I'm hoping we get to see him on Wednesday night. He's definitely – I think he'll be an exciting player for us. What kind of expectations do you have for him? I've been seeing a lot of mixed reviews from his time in Mexico – it kind of seemed like, uh, I think when he was with, I think it was T. Grace, he was playing for them a lot at first in his first couple of years. And then the playing time kind of went away. And there's a little bit of a culture thing in the Mexican league where players that leave for free are kind of frowned upon. And that was his situation. So right. I think his relationship with the club kind of soured towards the end. And that might have been affecting his play time and some sure. of his statistics. So the fresh start is probably going to help him a lot. I'm just hoping he brings the speed element that he's known about because anyone could have looked at this team in Orlando during that tournament and said, what the heck? They look so sluggish. They look like they just got out of bed. They look like they don't know what's going on. This is a guy that can immediately inject some speed into the lineup and help stretch the field. So as far as expectations, I'm hoping he can just inject energy and life into the, even if he doesn't score, even if he doesn't assist, if, I don't really care about the box stats as long as it's helping the overall team. So personally, I'm hoping he brings some life to the team. And, and if he's helping score goals and win games along the way, then that'd be great. Okay. Like we said, change is good, right? Oh, yeah. Especially after the way things have, have been going before then. So it can only get better. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, we talked about FDB holding the team back, so we got to cover that. So... Would a team remove the interim tag off Glass' name and make him the coach full-time? You kind of alluded to that question already. Yeah, and I don't I don't think so. I think he'll be great for them in the short term. And I think, you know, I was just telling some friends yesterday, they already said that the plan is for him to go back to Atlanta United 2, to the second team, after they find a, a full-time coach. I'm thinking if he does well enough, with these players with the first team, he might just get a job somewhere else. He might get a, a, a manager spot in MLS or abroad since he's from, I want to say he's from Scotland. So he's already played in England and all that stuff. So he's got connections there, but he can be great for us in the interim and, and that'll be awesome. But I don't think they'll keep him long-term. The, the front office has been super adamant about getting a South American coach, a coach with a South American background. And I think that's what the fans want at this point as well. So, you know, I think and, – and part of that too is Glass might be doing a better job now because he doesn't have the pressure of trying to get the job long-term, right? If, if, the, if the club comes in and says, hey, you just need to take over for the, the rest of the season and then you get to do whatever you want after that, no pressure, just hold down the fort, get us as many wins as possible, keep the players happy. He can definitely do that without any of that extra pressure on his shoulders. So – yeah, so I don't think he'll be the long-term coach. Uh, even if he is a, a good guy for the team, maybe it's because of the current situation. So 
Yeah. All right. Well, that sums up everything. Um, if y'all got any other questions in the chat, uh, send them our way. But appreciate you, Josh, for uh, joining us this evening. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And let everybody know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Josh underscore Boland. And uh, just give me a follow there and and help us spread the, the awesome things we're doing here at GHSM. Exactly. All right. Um, thank you for coming on. And everybody watching live, appreciate y'all joining us this evening. I know there's a Braves game going on right now. And um, I know that y'all can be watching that, but y'all chose to watch us. So we appreciate that so much. Um, much if you're love. new to the channel, you already know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Share this content out with the Atlanta Sports Fanatics. And hit us up in the comment section, as always. Come holla at your hometown sports podcast. Um, well, for my new co-host, um, Rick Flex and the Dunn, we out. See y'all later. Y'all have a great evening. Much love, guys.